Wake up, wake up, wake up, and stay woke. Because this is the Ball Hog Sports Talk with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hog, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South. This is the place where sports, business, and entertainment collide. And we're going to give it to you rough, rugged, and raw. So come get you a spoonful, like some grits with butter and salt. You know how we do it in the South, y'all. Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings. Strap on your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Come on, let's go, go, go. You know what it is. You know what it is. It's the Ball Hawk Sports Talk with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hawk, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, a.k.a. Mr. Excessive Celebration, here for another amazing week of the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. And in this particular episode, this episode is entitled, In a Reclass of Their Own. And the reason we have that episode title, various reasons, um, but the reason we have it today, I know you might be thinking reclass as in the sports reclass. It is the topic of all topics in AAU basketball and even sports, lacrosse, baseball, football. Everyone's talking about the reclass. And for us, while we'll talk about what the reclass means in sports, it's going to be more than that. And, and I've heard in the barbershops the conversations about the reclass and should you reclass or should you not reclass. And somebody told me it should be for academic reasons. I don't think those two are separate because if you do well in sports, it gives you more academic opportunities. But we're not here for that. We're talking about a different reclass. This reclass is about the fact that most of my friends, good, good friends, uh, have invited me to places like Martha's Vineyard this week to eat a lobster roll. Or they've invited my family and I to join Jack and Jill, an organization that has been, uh, let's say, pretty exclusive for people that are well off. This reclass is going to be a lot about that, because at the end of the day, while I appreciate the invitation to Martha's Vineyard and the invitation to join Jack and Jill, I'm still a kid from the northwest section, from shallow side Lauderdale. Hill. Thirteenth Court was my street. That's right. I still say the word street with a K. My street. While I am thrilled and honored about the new opportunities that my life has afforded to me, we're going to jump into how those new opportunities have afforded athletes a whole new world, a whole new landscape. So in their in a reclass of their own as the title, let's hop on in. You know what it is, the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. I'm joined by none other than the Big Flow Show and my man ETP Ellis the Producer. Deuce in the building. What's up, y'all? What's good, America? You hey, know before we get started, man, did y'all catch my my uh, my, my White Sox? How they did it last night in the oh field of dreams. Huh? The field of dreams, baby. That's pretty cool. The closet because you know that. I'm a fair weather fan. Those that know me know I'm a fair weather fan. I've, 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 I've never seen you wear anything White Sox related. I don't even know baseball. I don't care about it. How many people on the field? But we won right. in a great. Imagine, uh, man, it was unbelievable dude. I don't even know dude's name. And somebody told me he was the MVP. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson, <laughs> that guy. I'm a fan of his, right? Got his jersey on. There he is. hit that walk-off uh, two-run homer at the end. What? Field of Dreams? That was that Field was a dreams. great 
great, great showing by the uh, Major League Baseball, only because we won. It would have sucked if we lost. That, that was, I think, a great showing. And, my, and Marketing 101, Field of Dreams, was awesome. Uh, what's What you got for me, ETP? What you thinking, man, uh, on the White Sox jersey, first of all, that he just pulled out of nowhere? Get my, my back. Right? This is back from the wall. I can't even button it. Uh, <laughs> but also, what are you thinking for this week, man? Uh, you ready for the show this week, ETP? Yeah, man, I'm excited. We're uh, in the middle of the summer. There's still, you know, football's about to get started. Olympics ended. You know, bas- Hold on, basketball. Say, that. say the first part. What'd you say? Football? What? But getting started right now. Yeah. Back to the yeah, season. There's a round of applause, baby. Football is starting. Let's but, go. Let's, let's go, baby. Go. It's football season. Before we get into football, man, we got to do the recap of the Olympics. This particular episode in a reclass of their own. And this Olympics, we have seen a reclass, if you will. This Olympics has been highlighted by our women. The U.S. women, in terms of the Olympics, went over there, showed up, and showed out. Simple and plain. We used to think uh, sports was just, you know, it it was, you know, a a male-dominated conversation a lot of times. But the, the, the shift has been seismic in the sense that the women among our U.S. Olympic athletes I think showed out, but it's across countries. It's across sports. Women showed out in these Olympics. And I I, I don't know if you have any particular athlete that stood out when, when, when we think of in a reclass of their own, but the, the women have really changed the narrative of what it means to be a woman in sports. Um, I'll start with you, Rich, anybody, big flow, anybody come to mind when we think about in a reclass of their own, the women went over there, showed up, showed out. Anybody come to mind when you think of the Olympic performance? You know, today, today's world, I think Allison Felix, I had to give all shout out to her. She became the most decorated athlete, um, male or female, which male or female to, to your point, male or female um, in, in Olympic history. Um, she went out and had a baby. Um, she back. went out and had a baby. That sounds that like the song go half on a baby. I, I think they do this a little more. <laughs> she went out and had a baby. She went that's out and picked up a little shorty. <laughs> she went out and had a baby. Um, if that's bad, I apologize. I didn't think that was a bad thing. No, no, that's not bad. I just think it was a little more. <laughs> I'll be right back. Look, I'm gonna just talk about this baby I right know, quick. That just sounded sensitive, you know. I went, I had fun last night, but anyway, she had a family, started her family, came back. Um, she kind of you know, I kind of like how she did it because she showed her veteranness. She went in there. I want to say she barely made the Olympic team, but she kind of hung on. She hung on to make the finals. Yep. She didn't waste any energy. She did it like a true veteran. And then yeah. she came out and she meddled. And and then they went in one of the four by one to uh, four by four to to get the to push ahead, tied it with the with her own personal medal went on. So I just appreciate that as an old head myself, just seeing somebody who's move forward, speaking for women empowerment, being able to do that. I thought that was fantastic. Absolutely, man. Shout out to her. As of last week, the Ball Hawk Sports Talk, when we recorded, she was tied with Carl Lewis. Uh, she then took off with the final burst down the backstretch, shall I will, home stretch. She is now the all-time winningest U.S. athlete in terms of medals. Shout out to Allison Felix. Uh, and, and and went out in grand style with that 4 by 4 Those ladies was moving around that court, around that. court, around that track. Um Ellis, ETP, anybody stand out? When you think of how the women change the narrative, what it means to be a woman's sports in this this Olympics, and I was going to say in this U.S. Olympics, but it really was across sports because they've had several nations, right? Puerto Rico got their first gold medal. That was the 
hundred meter hurdler, a woman, right? Uh, um, uh, Uganda needed a, 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 a refreshing moment in terms of a medal count. A woman was able to do that. Is there anyone that stands out to you in terms of, of women in these Olympics? Yeah, I think there's two. One, I mean, to to be fully international about it, I think, uh, you know, obviously the Jamaican track team is just ridiculous. And the fact that they won the four by one and, you know, Elaine Thompson, Hera, uh, breaking Flojo's Olympic record and basically copying, doing only what other one other, you know, runner has done and sweeping yeah. the 100 and 200 back to back Olympics. You know, she's she's definitely, you know, put her stake in the ground. You know, Usain, when you do something only Usain Bolt has done, I think you're in good company. So, yeah. so that's big. Um, obviously, and then Team USA women's basketball, like nobody really, it's not really that big of a deal, but they've won seven gold medals in a row. They gone, they haven't lost a game since 1992. That's like that's dominance on a level that I don't think you've seen anywhere. So absolutely shout out to them man um don staley getting a gold medal in 1996 as a player and now winning one as a coach in 2020 is both amazing but also makes me feel old because i remember in 96 when don staley (laughs) was the point guard it's like man where is time going but shout out to don staley and the women's team the men's team they they were able to salvage the gold medal and win but when i think of women that stand out in these olympics I, i i'm i'm gonna be a homer i'm gonna be a patriot. I'm going USA since it's the August, and 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 you know I'm feeling real patriotic. I, but I'm gonna go to to, to, to gymnastics. Suni Lee getting all around after being put and thrust into an amazingly tough situation. Uh, we've talked about Simone Biles ad nauseum, uh, but here's Suni Lee, and then the other young lady, uh, Jay Carey, on the floor went out there and did her thing. And again, both gymnasts were put in a tough situation because no one expected Simone Biles to have that situation the twisties the mental health issue on that stage and Simone Biles was the captain like no other captain in terms of where she was from a platform to the other gymnasts so shout out to those gymnasts to go that were able to do their thing uh the women are, are 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 making they're making I think a statement when it came to these these U.S. these Olympics again, I'm trying to be too much for paper. These Olympics, the women showed out, man. So shout out to them. Uh, other storylines in the Olympics, though. How about the French marathon runner who, on his way to, uh, got, I think he got fifth overall. I remember what place he got overall, but it, it was captured him knocking over a whole bunch of waters before grabbing one water. Do y'all think that he cheated? Let's just put it out there. Was he cheating by knocking over all the other waters? It's a marathon. That's 26 point what two miles. And he knocking over the water the in the in the, in the hydration station. So he's the only one that can hydrate. He's the only one that can hydrate. <laughs> is, is that going too far in terms of being competitive? I love it. I love it. Gamesmanship in the marathon. You never think about that. That's that's what's up. Oh y'all yeah. crap. Man. I like it. <laughs> is it was it was it too far though? I think I think it's too far. It's definitely too far, man. Like that's part of the that's part of, that's like not letting the other team get a timeout. You know, it's it, that's just out of line. And but the but the thing is, let let the streets you know let the streets set the verdict. If nobody took offense, nobody tripped them. I mean, they're they're running in crowds. Everybody is there, else is, is there their fault. Somewhere is there they, a real, there's no real rules. You can't knock the water down. 
They did not no. realize he knocked the water down. Ellis, they were tired. They were too busy searching for water. They didn't realize that this man in front of him, and he did it slick. He had his hand like right there and just, uh, but he has now come out and said that uh, the waters were slippery. He was trying to grab a water. But if you see the clip, man, it's obvious that he <laughs> knocked it down. He runs down the whole table. <laughs> How are you going to say it's too far? Ellis, the producer, you I, are a Patriots fan. And like Belichick <laughs> has shown us, not said, but has shown us, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I don't think it's too far. He was knocking over the water. Hey, man, bring your own water. You know, learn how to run. Uh, get beat me to the next hydration station. I don't think that's. I don't think it's too far in the realm. It's of too yes, far, it's cheating, but not too far. It, it's too far because he didn't win a medal. That is the yeah. bad part. You didn't win. Yeah, it backfired. If like, if you're gonna. You taking those. You taking those. Those measures. You you brought it to that level of petty. And you can't win. win. <laughs> you gotta win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that all the storylines are great storylines, but oddly enough, the ratings were down. Uh, 49% from the Rio Olympics in 2016, 58% down from London in 2012. And I guess some of that you can attribute to consumption patterns changing. So NBC being a dinosaur of networks when it comes to Generation Z and how they consume sports, uh, maybe that's it. Uh, some of it is probably attributable to the uh time difference the time zone difference and you already knew the results prior to seeing it on nbc so some of that but i don't think it's 49 percent worth compared to 2016 what what did nbc do wrong are we as americans becoming less patriotic is it just this whole dark cloud of a pandemic looming over us that we don't have the attention span to pay attention to the olympics is there you know ETP, help me out here, man. You're a marketing guy. You know you know the ins and outs of how people get these, sell these ads, and why people buy. What is it that makes these ratings so embarrassing compared to the two Olympics of of the most immediate past? Yeah, I think there's a few different factors. One for sure, time zone difference. So anything that we're seeing on a delay, social media has told you who won and news reports. So when they are actually, you know, you play it in the prime, prime time, Eastern time, it, it happened in the morning. And so right. I think that that has a has a lot to do with it. Whereas right. you know, nah, that was Rio, yesterday's news, man. Yeah. You watch it. That's yesterday's yeah. news, right? And you, so, watch, and you watch the highlights on Twitter and, and Facebook and, and others. So so that that's a big part of it. Um and also people are going outside like we've been locked in the house for so long and i think that was a part of it as well people just getting distracted going on their vacations and, and right. doing other things but the time zone difference definitely definitely hurt it just because everything is real time now and when you're broadcasting and then the last thing is nbc really fumbled with is that a lot of it was behind a paywall a lot of stuff you couldn't even find. You had to download the app and you had to pay to get the live stream. Yeah, I hate so, that, man. When, when I click on something and it tells me I got to pay, it's like the Allen Iverson practice uh, interview. Practice? Pra paywall? Paywall? I ain't paying to see something, man. What you talking about? I get the information right. from Twitter. Uh, NBC, I think, did drop the ball when it came to that. Uh, but some something's going on here, man, because 58% versus 2012. Down 58%, down 49% versus 2016. That just seems to be a little too far of a slippage. Technology is not the only reason you can explain that and the time change. But 
uh, you know, we, we shall see. I hope this is not something that will haunt the Olympics going forward because these athletes have already uh, uh, been on the wrong side of compensation, right? Our U.S. Olympic athletes don't get paid hardly n- nothing unless they win a medal. And even if you win a medal, it's not a ton of money compared to what other sports are making. There's still this element of amateurism when it comes to uh, the Olympic world, the Olympic sports world. Uh, but that's changing, right? Because if you look at the social media followings increase of some of these athletes, it has been crazy. The top five athletes uh, in terms of social media increase were, you got it, women. They they are in a reclass of their own. Women, when it comes to the, 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 the world of athletics and specifically when it comes to Olympics, are in a reclass of their own. I love to see it. I love to see the seismic shift. And then you got all of these name, image, and likeness opportunities for college Olympians now. Uh, the same SUNY Lee is now a freshman at Auburn, and she gets there uh, uh, with a whole lot of opportunities that most freshmen don't have, uh, revenue-generating opportunities that freshmen don't have. But I think it gives us a perfect opportunity to pivot into name, image, and likeness because there's a new frontier. And things that used to happen in the back channels. We talked last week about the freshman that got uh, Marky Mark or Mark Wahlberg gave this freshman Ohio State a, a, a pickup truck. And the dealership posted about it. I just, I got scared reading it. I'm like, oh gosh, well, you know, you know, because we feel like they can switch the rule back and make switch, it. Like, what are you doing, man? You can't be t- telling everybody that. But it, we're in a new frontier, right? The whole concept of name, image, and likeness is, is, is in a new frontier. But because there has not been a, a, a federal mandated, widely accepted federal imp, 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 sort of implementation of what name, image, and likeness is, you got these state laws that are running, I think, afoul of what the implementation looks like. Meaning, for example, uh, you got this Dr. Pepper commercial where the quarterback, DJ, who I never will try to say his last name, but the quarterback from Clemson has this Dr. Pepper commercial, but he can't wear a Clemson jersey because in South Carolina, there's a rule that the universities can't be represented in this name, image, and likeness, this new name, image, and likeness world. I think that uh, might be universal. It might be universal? Yeah. No, I don't think can. so. I don't think it's every state. I think some states allow the, the, the university to be to represent it. Yeah, I know this, this one specific. is South, South Carolina specifically. The school wants to get paid if he's going to be in there. So I think that's that's the real issue because uh, Illinois has got the same thing. Yeah, but but I no. think even if they – this the is school, a state law in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, even law. the school couldn't uh, work around it because of the state law. Um, but but So that's Clemson. And then you got the guy in Texas who reclassed, the uh, five-star prep quarterback who he reclassed. Works. And he did that because the rules in Texas say that name, image, and likeness does not apply to high school athletes. So he cannot get compensated for his name, image, and likeness. Um, but the moral of the story is that, 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 again, I think the NCAA messed up because with no universal implementation policy, you've got sort of, you know, the Wild Wild West. And here are these different states with the different laws, different rules, different ways they handle it are going to have different impact on the athletes. Uh I don't know what you guys are thinking about name, image, and likeness, but since July 1st, right, we're a month and a half in, and what would you grade it so far? The athletes, I think, are they're seeing money come in, but you, you again, whether it be this Dr. Beck, uh, Dr. Pepper commercial, whether it be uh, the quarterback in Texas, it seems as though 
we don't have a sound footing, a sound ground of what it's going to be. Uh, I'll start with you, ETP. Yeah, so I think it, like we said, it's it's messy. Um, it's been messy from the beginning because there's no oversight for sure. But at the same time, it's opening up some really interesting opportunities. It's just it's just a really interesting business case study watching it unfold and people, you know. The, the standards are being set by what's actually happening. I think, you know, it's, we talk about the Olympics. Somebody needs to, you know, one thing that hasn't really been mentioned that much about the Olympics, like Jay-Z is a marketing genius. How is he able to sponsor an entire country in mm. the Olympics? Right. Rock Nation, third in medals. What happened? That's a joke. Russia, Russia's name was Rock Nation. Rock. Um, I got it. I love it. You got me. It took me. I was, I was like, a little oh slow in the uptake, but I got it. I was a little in third in the Rock I Nation. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I'm slow in the uptake. It's early. It's, it's early. early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think it. problem is that there's no national or federal oversight, and so there's these laws and rules, but you're seeing that opportunities are coming where – People are just trying to find ways to navigate around it. But at the end of the day, it's, it's all good for the for the athletes. And there's creative ways that people are able to, you know, to make money. It's just we're seeing some really bad sponsorships, really bad ads. We're oh, seeing yeah. who really can't act, who doesn't have a, a strong publicist. So they're just trying to get that money. They're taking a Chevrolet and, you know, very basic things. But I think it's good. It's It's fine. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I got the distinction this week to represent the brand, the Ball Hawk Sports Talk brand. Uh, yes, I was there as myself, B. Brown ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hawk, a.k.a. the Mile of the South, a.k.a. Mr. Excessive Celebration, but represented the brand on The Odd Couple. And I thank Chris Pissar and, and Rob Parker for having me on. But the question was about name, image, and likeness. And they asked me wh what was my take on it. I said I kind of have a love-hate relationship with it because – I. I see, I see the light at the end of the tunnel, but the light is not that bright for me right now. Because Ellis, as you refer to some of the deals that people are taking, I don't think the athletes understand their value because it, it they've been devalued for so long. I don't think they understand how to negotiate terms because they're 19 years old. It's got a mama and daddy house. And so without any regulatory infusion of this is what it should be, this is the market. This is the minimum. Uh, in addition to the revenue streams coming from third party sources and the universities sort of patting themselves on the back like, oh, man, we did it for, for availing our athletes to figure it out on their own. I'm, I'm not ready to celebrate it just yet. Uh, Big Flow, I know what you think about name, image and likeness in any any, you know. I think that Insights. the creativity right now comes across as cheating. Like we saw the guy get the truck and he's, you know, you're, it's just like weed now, right? Weed is legal in a lot of states. People smoke weed. You're like, oh my God, I, I smell weed. Oh, oh shit, it's legal. Who cares? You know? So right. I think it's going to take getting used to for the old heads. Um, Are know, we old heads? That, did you just call me an old head? Like I think you just I'm called old, me. I'm, I'm old head. So I'm older than you. So I can call you old head if I want to. True, true. So that, at the end right. of the day, the like, you know, I saw the guy with the, get the car and you're like, whoa, you see the guy, the quarterback from University of Miami. Um, he signed a, a, a contract with a professional hockey team to do like some spokesman or some outreach or trying to do it. You're like, wow, this is crazy. 
what, what what I saw yesterday, which I loved, but it still seems like cheating to me, is BYU. They the the the. I'm sorry, I want to get them. Don't say the brand name. I, I, I just because I know the brand name, but I, I would prefer not saying it. Let's just say energy. Say, bar. Let's give them some love because what they did was. Why well, are we giving them love? Because I think that that's how they, they. I think that's how brands are going to start now getting free publicity. They have. Let's I say they have 105. Okay, so anyway, so those who haven't seen it, I posted this yesterday. Um, this Brand bar X. company came through <laughs> and they gave every walk on a scholarship. They they paid their tuition. I thought that was fantastic because they're obviously not getting any like those individual names are not going to do anything for them, but just the act did something for them. But they paid a lot of money for the act, so they're going to get a couple days of stories. And I think I, I want to help pay them back and give a couple days of stories and let them know. You can. I can't remember the name of the bar, so obviously the marketing is not that great. But you give every walk on a scholarship. Then you start thinking, like, wow, is that how we're going to do it? Yeah. You think Some they got a discount? Are we going to get more scholarships? Now <laughs> yes, they got a discount. Sponsor? That's my. How much you book, think book. they paid for the scholarship? How much you think the the company had to pay for that scholarship for each scholarship? Not not Half full price? amount. Not full amount. <laughs> and I'll say this, man, because maybe their intentions were pure. Maybe their intentions were pure. And I know the brand. I'm just I'm choosing not to say it because it it's like Ooh, on social media. It's like I'm hating right now because it's like on social media. Of NI. <laughs> I'm admitting it, I'm hating, but it's like on social media. If you have, if you have to show me a live video of you doing something philanthropic, giving food to the homeless, well, your well, your intention is pure enough that that I, I don't know. I don't want to celebrate it. Like just give the man some food or give the woman some food, the homeless person, Boo. and treat him with dignity. Don't put it on live. Like I don't. And, but what and, if it motivates other true. people to 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 exercise that same philanthropy and give more walk-on scholarships? Is it still built bar? You I'm still gonna, gonna hate? <laughs> built even built bar. Oh, not, that you said it, not that you said it. Even built bar. Built bar used the first gentleman, the first the first student athlete who was a walk-on, and weaved in the verb built. I know you're not a part of whatever church. I, I should know the church. Be white. That you're was not a part, part for me. It, it was a whipper. You're not a part of this church, but you built something here. And I'm like, we going way too far now. I just, I, for me, yes, I'm happy that they did it. I'm happy that the walk-ons who absolutely deserve the attention, who absolutely deserve the resources, who absolutely go out there and put their dog on life and limb on the line, busting their butt to get the team ready a lot of times with no prospects of playing in that week's game. A lot of times, not all walk-ons, but some. They deserve the attention. They deserve the limelight. They deserve the money and the resources. But I am just maybe call me the cynic in the room. But but it's still cheaper to have Built Bar do that and get national and international attention than it would be to buy a spot or a slot on that NBC Olympic coverage. They they still made out like 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 a jewel when it comes to marketing. And and I just I just, I just think that at the end of the day, why? Why, uh, why Robin Robin Peter to pay Paul. They the student athletes are still getting Robin taken advantage Robin, of. Robin NBC to pay a student. Not NBC was just an example. I'm not, I, all I'm saying is it would have cost Built Bar a lot more money to do a national ad, and in this case, an international ad, than it would be to say I'm going to sponsor 36 walk on athletes and pay for the remainder of their education. It's still a lot cheaper. Pound for pound. And that bothers you why? It, eh, it does. 
Because you said their name, you said their name on here. They didn't pay Bilt us Bar. anything. They're getting free publicity. Built bar. bar. You can say it a million times because everybody is. But guess what? They didn't pay us a dime. They're getting free publicity no, on the back of these out here. We all know a bunch of walk-ons who, who well, in Notre Dame, they were struggling. But, but there's a lot of walk-ons out here. Who are Some struggling. of them were. Some of the walk-ons were struggling at Notre Dame. Not all Most of them. Most of them y'all got bread. Right. But I'm saying, like, there's these kids on this team. They're just trying to be part of something, do whatever. And 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 there's not a famous walk-on on, on, on BYU. Would you, can we agree on that? There's not one guy who, who we recommend. You don't know you know anybody on BYU's team, but I get your point. So – they went out there and said, as opposed to like going and finding the quarterback from Ohio State that came out, or the quarterback from Clemson that came out, or the Miami quarterback, who I don't even know why he's popular because what has Miami done lately? But anyway, we're gonna give it to the no. Oh, and names. I'm hating. You say that, and I'm hating. I'm hating too. But we're gonna give the no names a shot. Thirty six of them. At least one of them dudes was thinking, man, this is my last go round. I'm about to walk off this team. Scholarship, man, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I would yeah, love I mean, to put value on it, though. Bill I think we should put some value yeah. on it because 36 and it's the remainder of their education. So if it's just, right. let's say 36 of them. Is that what they said? Because I heard him say well, tuition. I was like, he didn't say nothing about room and board. I didn't hear him say that it was more than a year. But I mean, either way, it's got to be at least 50 grand, right? 50 grand is Whatever tuition it is, at, fantastic. at this point. Call your right. Mama. Times 36, mama, it's over a million dollars, right? It's over a million dollars. And to your point, they're not getting the reach, even. I mean, you know, I know we're globally distributed and we got, you know, high Nielsen ratings, but we're not paying, you know, the Olympics, you're getting global coverage. Okay. They paid a million dollars, paying a million dollars a year, right? If it's 36 or, you know, whatever the number is, back of the envelope. But like you said, you're not going to be able to name any of those walk-ons. So in reality, the media return on that, they'll get some good publicity for being philanthropic brand but you're not getting the level of marketing value that you get from if they bought a million dollar advertisement on any network right so i saw i saw some of the notre dame uh walk-on community my brothers and i and we don't at notre dame let me make this clear and and this is true uh there isn't much of a distinction i don't when I look back on it, I don't remember who was a walk-on, who was a, a full scholarship athlete. Like those were my brothers or my teammates. But having said that, this particular person posted it. And I know, because he was a classmate, uh, one of the guys who commented, and he said it in there, I was a walk-on, and I will be buying Built Bar. There is, there's a return to it, guys. Why and, that of course. No, I'm not. It that doesn't bother me? bother me. It doesn't bother me. I'm just saying it, it doesn't bother me such that I'm going to go in and, and boycott a built bar. You should buy built bar. I'm going to buy some. There you go. Great. You just gave the, 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 the case study right here live on air that they got a bargain. I still think they got a bargain. So if it's 1.5. Stop buying, why does that bother you? If I bought my house for cheaper than it was supposed to be, that you're pissed for that? You're that's why I hate. That's a true hater. I'm not hating, man. That's true haters pocket watching. <laughs> I am not hating. I am observing. Uh, just pause for the cause for one second. Someone said we have echo problems. Let me make sure that it's not Who's me. One of us. I don't. So I I I wildly overestimated. Apparently, BYU's tuition and fees in 2019 and 2020 was. $5,790. What? <laughs> what? That's that's what I'm reading. 
it's free to go there. Yeah, I mean, what? basically. So, so now we're talking. So that's hey, different. That's one hundred and fifty grand. B is yeah, two hundred grand. Every time he sees a billboard, <laughs> he's gonna knock it off like one of the, like he's a marathon <laughs> dude. He's gonna throw it off. That's the B's a big man. Two hundred grand. They stole that, huh? Now you're now muted. you're muted. <laughs> At least we don't have no echo. That, 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 you know, that was, those were the powers that be to try to mute me. Built Bar tried to mute me. I'm not mad. I'm just observing. And I just think that we are at the beginning of it. Uh, and we'll see where it goes from here. $5,000? Let- $5,000? $5,000? <laughs> $5, That's daughter to BYU. Practice? Practice? Yes. That's all I'm saying, man, is they, 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 Look, shout out to Built Bar. Shout out to everybody who's out there on social media right now filming themselves, giving a, a, a meal, a happy meal to homeless people. At the end of the day, pound for pound, I'm happy that you gave the meal to the homeless person. But I just wish it didn't have to be on live recording. Uh, Built Bar, shout out to you. Shout out to those uh, great student athletes that happen to be walk-ons who are no longer walk-ons. Do, are they considered now full scholarship athletes? Do we we remove walk on from hey, their what about designation? That dude who was about to walk on and didn't. He's sick. <laughs> the guy that was going to the spring, he's sick. No, uh, no, you know he got family support two too. Two coming to spring. You're the only yeah. two people that's paying. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, he only uh, lost six grand though. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. I got to do my own little Google search. Yeah, you yeah, I'm, I don't I'm not, believe I'm, you. I'm in disbelief myself, but uh, you know why? You know, look in this episode of, in a reclass of their own, y'all done changed. Y'all look uppity, uppity. Y'all got them high price educations, and y'all don't realize. Yeah, some schools don't cost as if much as your if school costs. If you're a Latter Day Saint, it's three thousand dollars, and it's six thousand dollars if you're. Well, we you know, we knew the first gentleman was not a Latter Day Saint. Thank the built bar. You know that from the jump, even though right. he's not a Latter Day Saint. <laughs> Look, man, uh, there are going to be a whole bunch of deals. We see that these team deals are becoming a little more uh, normal. It's normalizing now to do team deals. So we'll see how it all plays out. Name, image, and likeness is here to stay. Hopefully that we can, we can do a little bit better. I want the athletes, and, and, and this is what I do like about the University of Miami. It seems like they have an entire department, not only devoted to finding opportunities for their athletes, but also in educating their athletes on uh, what, what it is in terms of uh, how to navigate this. But in a reclass of their own, they are no longer just student-athletes. In a reclass of their own, they are no longer uh, people just struggling as 19-year-olds trying to find their way and figure out what they're going to do in life. These student-athletes are entrepreneurs. They're brands, and they are revenue generators and in a reclass of their own. Uh, I do like some of the the mid-market localized commercials. You see some of these dudes, man, that are horrible actors. And uh, most athletes are. Um, that was sort of an underhanded t- shot at Michael Jordan, Space Jam. But most athletes, if you haven't gotten the training, just like most uh, actors that haven't gotten the trainer, training in a sport aren't going to go out there and be professionals, most athletes are not very good at acting. And now these same people are doing like these localized commercials uh, I, I, every week we got to be on the lookout for the best, which is actually the worst localized commercial and put it on the ball. Hall sure. so, yeah, we, we can afford y'all, man. Um, I think, I don't know now, maybe not. Uh, but the name, image and likeness of this, the, 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 the student athlete is now attracting other people to be student athletes in this episode, uh, uh, uh in a reclass of their own. There's a very popular reclass. 
We got the most senior freshman imaginable. J.R. Smith, who's notorious for uh, not putting the, the, the layup back and, and not realizing uh, what the score was. I think he's smart to go back to school because he failed math right there in front of all of us. He didn't realize that, that, that you know, what the score was. But that same J.R. Smith is now going to enroll at North Carolina A&T. He going to Greensboro, y'all. The same location of the sit-ins, uh, the same location of so many different amazing uh, 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 events in terms of civil rights. This particular institution is now going to house a freshman that is senior, J.R. Smith, going back to college, and he is petitioning the NCAA to play golf, y'all. Uh, is he retired from the NBA? Officially. But let's hear it in his own words. ETP, if you could, man. Ray Allen kind of, kind of convinced me we had a little golf trip in uh, DR, and he was talking about some of the things he was doing about going back to school and challenging yourself and stuff uh, for us athletes. And I uh, really took heed to it and decided to go back. And um, one, of, one of the best liberal studies programs is at a and and it just so happens I got deep roots in Carolina with you know Chris Ball and CJ Paul. And um, after that, it was just, you know, just things started trickling down, just trying to figure out if I still got eligibility. So see what's going on there. And uh, But more importantly, just try to educate myself, do something after basketball. Uh, they always told me I could go back whenever, uh, when I was coming out of high school. So this is whenever. I love it, man. Uh, let's start with, the. Look, I got to break it down piece by piece, because he said that they were in the DR with a golf trip. Now, <laughs> Uh, the DR is known for a lot of things, and golf is one of them. But I, I'm glad he added the golf trip part because I'm sure Ray Allen, like, man, don't be telling my wife we was in the DR. But but among the things that they did in the DR, they discussed school. And shout out to J.R. Smith for deciding to go back. You can go back anytime and graduate. This is any time for him. Is, is this going to be a trend? Now that you got name, image, and likeness, so they don't got to be some poor students. They can still make money while they are there. Uh, I'm pretty sure the NBA is going to reverse course on uh, players being able to come right out of high school again. And when they do, will we make this a new trend? People going back for their degree. He knew the, he look, he knew the program. He knew the studies that they were strong in, in, in terms of liberal arts. He knew, um, how to say eligibility. He said every syllable of it. J.R. Smith, this might be the new trend. What do y'all think? I think personally, first of all, he can't play, right? Your clock starts as soon as you start a college. So I don't no, know he's going to play golf, not basketball. He's playing golf. Matter. If Five you go to regular can. college, your clock starts for your eligibility that same year that you start. It doesn't but matter. But in that sport, sport, you remember Chris Winky and – Chris Winky didn't go to college. Chris but neither did J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith went straight from high school. He was the last of the Mohegans went straight from high school. He didn't. Oh, he did. He, was a, he committed to UNC. But he never stepped foot on UNC's campus. He went straight to the league, so oh, he I'm can wrong. do this. Yeah, he's right. He's good. I'm right. I'm wrong. I thought he. I thought he started. I was going to ask you where he went to college, but I well, he I committed to Roy Jones, no, Roy Williams, and UNC, and decided not to go. Okay, so I'm wrong. Yeah, he'll be able to play. It doesn't matter when you start. I thought. For, I thought that he started somewhere, went to the NBA, and thought that maybe he still had some uh, eligibility for 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 golf. But it doesn't matter once you start college. Your eligibility for all sports starts. But I'm wrong since he didn't go to school. I should have guessed that because he doesn't come across <laughs> as the most 
educated guy in the world. And you but, said earlier in the show, I'm hating. How are you going to do that? Come on, man. Man, JR earned it. That's, a, that's that, a that man going back to school. Shout out. We celebrate education, baby. Go back to school. I just hope he does. He's probably going to pledge. What you think he's going to do? He's going to be, <laughs> he gonna be online. He's definitely going to be online. He's definitely going to pledge. Uh, ETP, is this the new frontier? Athletes going back after that because, look, the, the with the over was it overtime league with the G League with the NBA probably going to reverse course with international opportunities. These players at 16, 17 years old can make money. <laughs> and so, up. hey, at 32, you're still young. Go get that degree. Is that a new thing? Is this going to become a new thing? I I hope so. I this, you know I'll tell you I'll go on the record. This is my favorite sports story of the year. Like the layers to this, it's bringing more love and more attention to a HBCU, which is very important. It's challenging the NCAA to really start to deal with the eligibility and better than a former NBA. Player that was, I think he was an all star at some point, maybe not, but maybe once played on some good teams. He's 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 known, right? So, so if there's anybody that's going to push the envelope, you know, it's it's somebody that has some level of celebrity, which I think is important. It's it's really cool that he's basically able to take on another sport. I the name, image, and likeness makes these things possible, and you know, I I think it just it disrupts everything on top of the fact that when somebody you know are. Our research team <laughs> sent this to us. Parnell sent it to us, and I was like, "Shout out to P. Not, what up, P? This can't be true. This can't be true." So just the fact that it's so it sounds so absurd, but it's one thousand percent true. And from what I understand, he's actually really good at golf. So it's not just a publicity stunt necessarily. You think you're trying to get a scholarship? <laughs> Yeah, I, hey, I mean, well, that's the question. Is he paying for it? Just on the, I mean, he could just walk around campus with no shirt like he does, go to the football games, go to homecoming and the pep rallies. It helps the school. So I wonder if he's writing that that, uh, that check, unless he's making a donation, you know, the, the J.R. Smith Scholarship Fund for NCNT. He's going to walk off the course if he don't get a scholarship. <laughs> what I want to see is the first day he's on campus, he's on the golf team, and he walks by in the quad, the basketball squad. That's got to be a deflating feeling. But like, wait a minute, I'm not even the best basketball player on campus. You think he's gonna <laughs> play intramural basketball? He better not play nothing. <laughs> he better not play nothing. Uh, you gonna stay in the dorms? <laughs> everybody on campus, hold hold your lady a little tighter, man. Jr. Smith is is taking off his shirt, doing anything and everything on campus. It's gonna be a problem. Uh, but that is a great story. I give it to ETP. This is an amazing story. Um, but but even North Carolina A&T on this episode in a reclass of their own, uh, yeah, North Carolina A&T technically is an HBCU, man. But all the success that they've had, the, man, I went to that campus in Greensboro and saw that track, and, and I, I did not immediately think that there was a distinction between the PWI and the HBCU track program when I saw their program. They have been in a reclass of their own. I think this is going to enhance the brand even more. But more importantly, I think it does show that education still matters. Education still matters. And I, I, I hope that when other NBA players who are thinking about retirement and contemplating getting their degree, when, when, they, when they think about it, I hope they listen to this clip because you can tell he's actually researched what the school has to offer for him. 
Uh, the golf component of it makes it J.R. Smith-like. It, you know, it has to have a, a, a weird twist to it because it is J.R. Smith. He has a five handicap, so he absolutely can go out there and, and, and compete on the golf course. Uh, but 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 I do I agree with you, ETP. This is a great story, not only for North Carolina A&T, but for um, what the whole value proposition is for athletes and whether or not they have a degree. Shout out to J.R. Smith in the reclass of their own episode. He definitely is doing that by becoming the oldest, richest freshman in the class. We can say that safely, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, there are other contracts talking about rich and the reclass of their own people have leveled up. The contract terms, the contract negotiations have been in full, 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 full force. There's also some people that leveled now. Uh, in a reclass of their mm. own, uh, Dennis Schroeder and Victor Oladipo. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. Dennis. That's how you got to start. Dennis. Dennis. But Dennis, before we get Dennis, there, hold Dennis. up. I, I'm sorry. I'll be remiss if I didn't say this. Please, 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 uh, please. Uh, I ask you, matter of fact, I was going to say implore. No, I beg you to please like, please comment, please share. Tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know. Make sure you subscribe in the podcast world. It's the Ball Hawk Sports Talk with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hawk, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, a.k.a. Mr. Excessive Celebration, here with the Big Flow Show and ETP. Ellis, the producer. Y'all show us love, man. It won't cost you nothing. Ain't no name, image, We're going to start charging. If y'all start, start charging, watching, we're going to start charging, y'all. We'll start charging. Uh, so please go ahead and show support by uh, liking, commenting, and sharing. All right. And then make sure you subscribe. In this week of the contract world, contract lawyers around the world are looking at Dennis Schroeder and Victor Oladipo for examples of what not to do. Uh, Victor Dennis Schroeder first uh, had Big Bang. I'm talking about big, 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 big bang thrown at him by the Los Angeles Lakers. He decided instead uh, to forego that. Uh, and now he is signed with the that team up there in Massachusetts uh, for a lot less money. I think he had a four-year, four 120-something on it. He, he had a lot of money thrown at him. He decided not to do it, and now he's going to be playing million. for 5.9, I, I think. Four. Four years, eighty-four million was offered. Four years, eighty-four million, and now he's going to play one year for five point nine. Yeah, I ain't no mathematician, but the simple back of the envelope math says that's fifteen million dollars you just threw out the window because your negotiation skills weren't that dope. People had threatened uh, his agent online, saying if I was him, I would have fired you. You fired your agent. Having been a representative, a contract advisor, let me just go out on a limb and say a lot of clients don't listen, y'all. So let's not blame the agent. Maybe the client, because the agent works for the client, maybe the client decided, nah, man, let's hold out. Yeah. This was not a very good holdout. Same thing happened for Victor Oladipo. Now, I'm happy as a Miami Heat fan that we have him on a, a veteran minimum of $2.4 million. But the man had in his grasp, the Pacers going to pay him four years, $112 million. And then the Rockets followed up with an offer of two years for $45.2 million. Instead, he's going to play this year for $2.4 million. Uh, shout out to Miami for getting it on the on the low, baby. We got it on the low. We got that discount. Uh, we got the hookup. Pat Riley over there getting the hookup. But specific, specifically for Dennis Schroeder and Victor Oladipo, when it comes to in a reclass of their own, they reclass down in terms of what they were going to be making on an annual uh, per annual basis 
I don't know if you guys have an opinion one way or another, man, but that's money that you can never recoup. And while 2.4 still makes you a rich man and the go to the default response of lay people like myself, a lot of times, I mean, I, that's still a lot of money. It's still a $15 million difference. Right. Or not for him. It was for four for 112. Let's make it one. That's a lot of money that you just threw away. Simple and plain. Right? That's a lot of money that you never get back. This ain't none of my business, <laughs> but that's some dumb shit. So I see uh, Schroeder's wife is coming by talking about, y'all don't wait. Just wait and see. This move going to be sweet. Unless you win a championship this year and become, I don't know, any, I don't even know what to say. There's nothing that can happen that, that's going to make this. There's no <laughs> there's no silver lining. Like, what are you doing? You he thinks he's going to play himself into a bigger contract, and he very well might do that. But Dennis Schroeder is not – anybody's anybody spring chicken right dennis schroeder plays a position that it, it it's almost like the the running back in football mm-hmm. you can find another floor general point guard that can knock down a shot there are a dime a dozen i'm sorry to put it out there for y'all for those of y'all in listener land who got this kid that you just that's your cash cow if they ain't gonna get no taller than six foot four the most they're gonna be is among a very crowded space of point guards. That's yeah. what that is. That's what that position is. I don't I'll, know I'll if he can ever play himself into something that is sizably bigger than four time, four yeah. years for $112 million. I'm sorry, yeah. four, yeah. Ye- four years for $84 million. Yep, sorry. Yeah. Lots of money. He, I mean, he, he brought that price all the way down, but at the end of the day, I got a, I'll take an unpopular opinion. He's winning. He... Fumbled that bag so hard, but his wife is riding for him. Yeah. <laughs> riding for him. And so so two things. You know that he's the one that made the decision because <laughs> she's coming out defending him. So she's but she's riding. Yes, they're she making they're not making 20 million in the house this year. <laughs> they're making six million. Granted, he told her still he'll a lot of money. All the sacrifices. <laughs> Baby, you can have all the Fendi bags you still was gonna get. I just I just won't buy none for me. <laughs> yeah. Either way, he he that's a win. She's she's riding for him. I'll Facts. give it to him. I'll give you on that. Facts. He made a, he made one right decision. He made one right decision. She's right riding. <laughs> she is riding, baby. That is ride or die. Cause you what know she look like you married to the wrong person. <laughs> if you married to the wrong person, and when I say wrong person, I'm not getting into nobody's real affairs. I'm just going I'm the wrong person in the sense that that they would not respond so favorably if you made a publicly dumb mistake that w- was very uh, uh, influential on the family's finances. Uh, some people might not be as as forgiving and loving and supportive. They may be like this old dumb mother. I told you, he ain't never been good at math. He ain't never been good at math. The boy ain't never been good at math. Simple and plain. Uh, but she did ride for him. So shout out to 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 his wife and uh, Victor Oladipo. Uh, it's even more money, man. See, like you threw away a lot of money. He's playing in injuries played into that decision not so much as dennis schroeder as victor oladipo injuries you never know when they're gonna happen so you gotta at least consider what impact that had on where he ended up but my gosh four years for 112 million down to 2.4 his decision will prove everybody wrong wrong what that 20 million is more than 4 million <laughs> but how are you going to prove that I'm wrong <clears throat> excuse me yeah. how are you going to prove that I'm wrong it's just it's just crazy how much money is in the league now i mean i oladipo 
might have made an all-star team. Schroeder's never even been in the same building. I don't think he's been to all-star weekend. So if you get to go to <laughs> so based on that, it just shows like these guys think that they can Dennis make Schroeder, so Schroeder's always in the talk. He was always in the talking for six man of the year. So he's gotten hardware. I, I don't know if he's ever won it. He's been in the conversation uh for six man of the year. But you're right. I mean, I I, I I love this comment by one of our live viewers. My man, what's up, Alvin Miller says. If you turn down all that money, it's because of your wife. So she has to ride now. I think he thinks that the the, the <laughs> missus had something to do with, 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 with turning down that money. Uh, uh, she got the so. battery in the back. She put the battery there. <laughs> we good. We you better than that, baby. You better than that, baby. So we might be reading it wrong, Ellis. We might hey. be giving her too much credit. She, she what she hey. did put in there footnote. I told him not to take the bag because we was gonna get well, a bigger she, bag. Well, she she supported she supported him that much on the upfront. Then either way. She's riding for him. She's riding for she's him. Not leaving is, my she, is she rolling him off a cliff or right. she's helping, you know, she's helping him lick his wounds? Who did she call? I need to make a quote and make a statement. Where yeah. She posted somewhere like, just right. sit down, look. I'm a clown. Everybody thinks I'm a clown. Don't talk about me. Don't come. Right. Don't be coming take to my hood. You know something bad happened, right? And, and, and other contract news. In this episode of, in a reclass of their own, most of the reclasses have gone up. Uh, Luca, we knew he was gonna get paid, but now it's 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 a fact. Luca got all the money. Back up the Brink truck and give Luca whatever he wants. They showed up in his country, uh, and Mark Cuban showed up with a Hall of Famer, Dirk Nowitzki, with him just to make sure that Luca was gonna take the bag. Uh, Lionel Messi, he's so rich that he bankrupting the whole league. league. Has gone on and made even more money. Uh, well, not more money, but has continued to, to bring in astronomical contracts. Romelu Lukaku, I think I pronounced that right, uh, made a whole bunch of money. And he also, when you make so much money that... What was the, his first name? Lamelo? Say, <laughs> no, no, Lamelu. Romelu Ball. Romelu. <laughs> Romelu. Did I say L? Romelu. I got my mind on, on Lamelo, I guess. Uh, somebody else that might be, have negotiated himself into some more money, Isaiah Thomas. The IT department went straight mama mentality and scored 81 points in a pro-am. A pro-am? Yes, a pro-am. He scored 81 points. Get a man his love. Make sure he can smell his flowers while he's still alive. He went into an emotional response and said, they gave up on me. And NBA players have come out in support of him. You think an NBA team is going to give – are they going to fall for it? Because the, the, the Celtics didn't fall for it when his sister died and the whole world was, you know, sort of supporting IT and pulling at the heartstrings. Celtics are like, yeah, that's cool, but you ain't getting none of this money. Will another NBA team step up and go get Mamba version two? He scored 81. The only other person that's done that that I know of is Mamba. Are they going to give IT some money? Somebody, somewhere, please. I, mean, I somebody. think somebody. He got to be better somebody. than somebody that's out there. Yeah. This Ricky makes Schroeder some... got four million dollars. What's his name? Ricky Schroeder. Dennis. Dennis. She tell me. This makes the Dennis put a silver spoon in his mouth. So, 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 <laughs> Ricky Schroeder. Uh, Kawhi's extension. We all knew he was going to get money. He's in a reclass of his own. He got the bread from LA. He he deserved it, man. He balled out again this year. 
Um, but to me, the story of all stories when it comes to the contract world this week is the slow and steady turtle. He's never made more than $7.1 million in any given contract that he has right. played for. But this man, when you talk about in a reclass of their own, this man, because of the class and the dignity and the leadership in which he displays, 137-year-old Udonis Haslam has been re-signed by the Miami Heat. They say he can play for as long as he wants. They're going to keep re-signing him. Lord, where do I go to get that type of job security? Shout out to UD, baby. Miami, we treat our veterans right. We not like the Knicks. We not like the Knicks that carry their veterans out. They got Charles Oakley looking like a, 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 I don't know what, a deranged man dragging him out. They making Carmelo Anthony go through uh, metal detectors. They don't even know who Patrick Ewing is in the garden asking them to show extra ID. They don't know how to treat their veterans. But in Miami, if you don't want your owner all up in the videos, <laughs> y'all come down and play for Miami. We need a few more free agents, baby. Uh, I love that what they did with UD. Shout out to UD in a reclass of their own. It goes to show these young athletes, in all seriousness, if you do things a certain way, if you are a good leader, if you are a person in the locker room that others gravitate to, if you can, can, he's never been in anything messy. When he got the technical foul, it was a surprise to everybody when he got the technical foul last year because he's done things right. There is a way to be slow and steady, have an identity and a brand such that people will do right by you. And Udonis Haslam, to me, is a quintessential example of that. Uh, any any other contract news you guys want to get into in this, in a reclass of their own episode before we move on? To another topic for the week. The, I mean, the only thing I want to call out, just for those that aren't aware of the way soccer contracts work, is for Lukaku to go to the team to Chelsea, they had to pay four hundred million to the team oh, yeah. that let him go. So when they make trades, it's not just the players that get the new contract; Everybody. just to the 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 teams get paid so Lukaku's deal is the biggest in history for soccer but he's only seeing a fraction of it and 400 million is going to just because they have the transfer rights which if you put that into the NBA it would I think it would change so it's you know the Miami Heat keeping <laughs> keeping Udonis Aslam on the you know on the roster for a league minimum it's a couple million he's never really made that much money it's it's an interesting like advisor role with a uniform on because he's he's not going to play but but it's to your point the longevity and in, in the miami heat definitely are an organization the way they the way they walked uh you know dwayne wade out they brought jimmy butler over because of the way that they treat you know treated Wade's way out and he really appreciated that so hopefully you know hopefully that play out because the flip side of that is isaiah thomas in the celtics as much as i you know i'm a boston fan i'm from boston they treated him, they treated, they gave him a raw deal. His sister died, he had hip surgery, and they just let him go. And then his career hasn't been the same since. And now they talk, he's talking about going back to them. So we'll see. Celtics or Lakers, I think, is where it's gonna go. To check. Everybody want that check. He'll go back. He said he, he, he wanna know if that that uh Ricky Shorter deal is still on the table. He's like, I'll take that. <laughs> let me get that. Let me get the Ricky Shorter special. Go call Ricky. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder, just know that if, if we ever see you in public, there is only one of the three that is calling you Ricky Schroeder. That is not me. That is the big flow show himself. You, you had your you chance Ricky for a silver spoon, spoon and you gave it up. up. You and me, Ricky Schroeder, to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, in this week's LaMelo Watch, LaMelo, who? LaMelo, you know what it is, baby. LaMelo, everybody goes to the Summer League flying commercial, but not LaMelo. He in a private jet heading out to Vegas, baby, sponsored by Puma. And because of LaMelo being who him is, Jello's getting the opportunity, man. And I tell you, man, Jello's balling. Now, it's only been two games, but he's averaged 13 points. He's shooting at 50% from the three-point line. He hit basically a half-court buzzer beater before halftime. I don't know if, if it's going to be Charlotte, but Jello might get a shot in the NBA, man. And if so, LeVar Ball for the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, I don't know. I think, you know, it is all connected through LaMelo. LaMelo. But I think Jello going to get an opportunity, man. I don't know if y'all seen him play summer league, but he hasn't looked bad. He looks like he belongs. Yeah, we gotta we gotta have to rebrand this segment to the weekly Jello's brother watch because because <laughs> Jello Jello is putting everybody on notice. Yeah. <laughs> Jello's the real baller. Yeah, <laughs> I think Jello should go play football. I think he could be. We a tight finally end found the real ball. <laughs> you think he should play football? He does look like a tight end. He does look like a tight end. I'll give him that. But uh, shout out, man, to 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 LaMelo. Um, because of you, uh, Jello got an opportunity. But Jello had to do what you had to do. I can open the door, but I can't keep you there. And I think Jello is, is is making a very strong case for why he should be in the NBA. I had to end at least my segment. Y'all about to hear some dog barking. You got a dog barking? No words, man. Hey, because I started talking about LaMelo. Here come the dogs, baby. They know a real dog when they hear one. Uh, but the NFL Hall of Fame, and this makes me feel old, Charles Woodson and Peyton Manning, those were my contemporaries in high school. Uh, they are arguing, they being the experts, the pundits, are saying this might be the most talented Hall of Fame inductee class ever. I don't know how you say that, but uh, definitely a very decorated class. But to me, the, the story of all stories in this NFL Hall of Fame induction class was my man Edwin James from Immokalee, Florida, baby. Florida in the house. Went to the U. He shows up in a dump. I don't know what year it would. Looked like 7 Trey. 73 Impala all done up nicely with NFL Hall of Fame. The bus, the Hall of Fame bus has dreads on it. Come on, y'all. I uh, think he had a blunt behind his ear, too. Yeah. It's legal now. It's legal. It's legal. The bus can have a blunt on there now because it's legal. Uh, but shout out to Edwin James for never, never mixing it up, man. Never assimilating. Never trying to be who they wanted him to be. His whole hashtag is from gold teeth to gold jacket. It is refreshing to see in this cancel culture world that tries to make all of us assimilate. That makes all of us try to tap dance to your your tune. Uh, Edwin James never had to do that, and he has had an unbelievable amount of success after football in the business world. Shout out to Edwin James. Shout out to the whole NFL induction class, man. What a great class. Um, there, there's always going to be arguments of who shouldn't have belonged, who shouldn't Why have been. supposed to be in that class. Brian Young's supposed to be in that class. They're tripping. I agree that, that, but, that we homers, man. We know the name. You play with him. You're a team. You got to at least qualify. He's a baller. He is a baller. With instead, an absolute, of who? instead of who? That's the problem. Don't do that. Come on. Now we're going to get into no. that. Who are you going to take out? Because a lot <laughs> of people say. Is it limited? Is it limited? It's not limited. I, I there's it a certain number every year. Nah, yeah, I thought I don't think baseball was limited, but then I thought football was just you got voted in, you didn't get voted in. I think there's a certain number of contemporary it's, players and a certain number of legends that get in every year. Um, what you want. But Young is supposed to be in the Hall of Fame. They could have they let. Was Megatron a first ballot Hall of Famer? Huh? 
Absolutely. You think Meg- First ballot is his career is short. Who? Megatron. Say it one more time, my dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> Megatron. He's saying he's agreeing. First time, he's agreeing sure with me. First time Hall of Famer. First Not ballot Hall of Famer. So now See, we have I Megatron as a first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer and Terrell Owens. Not as a Terrell Owens is a first time Hall of Famer too. Yeah, you can't, just because he got just because they messed that up doesn't mean that they got to continue to mess up everybody else. They messed <laughs> him up, but that doesn't Megatron is a Hall of Famer. He's a gun. Come on. All right, you get last word on it, man. ETP, take us home. Producers cut. This has been a great week, man. But we, you know, a lot of stuff gets cut. What you got for us, man? All right, we'll run through. So we talked last week about Tyreek Hill and Usain Bolt running the race. Said it would never happen. Usain Bolt was on Dan Patrick's podcast and basically said he'd put up his gold medal against Tyreek Hill's Super Bowl ring, and they could split the difference between forty Ooh. yards and a hundred meters. 70 yards. So the ball, proverbially speaking, is in Tyreek Hill's court now Tyreke since he had big talk. Tyreek Hill needs to officially, because this is one of those situations, you know, we've all seen it, man, where uh, somebody talking and then the dude that knows he has more money says something like Big Bank, take Little Bank. And, then, and, and you know that that dude got more money. This is neighborhood talk. For any of y'all that ain't never been in a neighborhood, the hood, uh, maybe you've never experienced it, but I've seen it. When the one dude's like, man, Big Bank, take Little Bank. Praying this dude don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Don't pull out your money, man. You're going home broke. And sure enough, that dummy going to pull out his money. Tyree Hill, keep your little Tyree bank Hill in your pocket. Your keep boy. your Super Bowl ring in your pocket, bro. Don't do it. Don't you do it. This is this is what that man do for a living. It, you, you run fast while playing football. His only job in life for as long as he's been alive has been to run fast. Don't do it. Don't Tell do it, man. Metcalf before he does it and say, football <laughs> fast, fastest man ever walked earth fast. Earth. Earth. E-A-R-F. He's the fastest man that ever walked earth. I think he left it at 40 yards and still got it. I think he has to do it now, man. He 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 wrote a check. Time See, to cash it. That's the battery cable in your back right there, Tyree Hill. That's the one that's going to laugh when you walk man. home with no Super Bowl ring. And a whole bunch of egg on your face. No, That's the I'm one who laughed he should have. I'm saying he should have never said it. If he didn't say it, <laughs> he shouldn't. He opened the door, and now you saying Bolt's willing to walk through it. Hey man, you ain't gotta cash that check, bro. You know what I mean? You, 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 you wrote the check. You know what I'm saying? The only way Tariq Hill wins is if, if there's a snap count, and you saying Bolt don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> you say both playing corner first sound. <laughs> what else you got for us man right. in the producers cut and for those of you who are new Ooh. listen we do this producers cut because every week we got to decide so many riveting topics and we love to argue oops i mean debate so uh ellis the producer decides what goes in what goes out but all of these things deserve mention back to you etp all right so going back to your your hate-filled speech about publicizing philanthropy andre drummond was at his house his two-year-old son was at the edge of the pool fell in and he jumped in and saved his son from drowning and then posted the surveillance video from his own house and said tweeted it and said all superheroes don't wear capes after he yeah, said hey man home. i think that was a shout out to it was a it, it was sort of a you know F you, Dwight Howard. Yeah, you put on a cape in the dunk contest as a big man, but I got a real cape. 
Uh, this does go in the category of, man, I don't need to see you saving your son. Uh, I saved somebody in the pool, too. Y'all didn't see a video of it. Watching. <laughs> you ain't see a video of it, nor will you ever do it. You know what I mean? But, hey, since since we putting it out there, Andre Drummond, uh, yeah, look, I saved somebody in the pool, too. Uh, but, no, I, I joke, <laughs> but I say in all reality, I'm happy his son is safe. I'm happy that he was there to make sure that that situation was not a lot worse than yep. it, it ended up being. And just a lesson for pool safety and also teach your kids how to swim. They can, you know, they got baby swim lessons. So just amen uh, to that public service announcement. There it is. Next one. Uh, So while most people were watching ESPN Uno, 12 year old kids playing baseball, there was something called the WNBA inaugural commissioners cup, which was basically the two teams in the WNBA that had the best records on East in each conference playing for a prize money uh, where each player would get $30,000 on the winning team, $10,000 on the losing team, and the MVP gets $5,000. But given that we talk about the WNBA and how I'm going to continue to talk about how they don't get enough publicity, just wanted to make sure that we put this out. It was the Seattle Storm versus the Connecticut Sun and Seattle Storm who had three Olympians who came just came back from Tokyo handled uh the connecticut sun 79 to 57 on amazon prime video the video of all videos is the u.s women's basketball team i wish we'd have had that i don't know if we can grab it uh, with the cardi b <laughs> oh man you know we that's the one we should have go go out on but that it, it was it was quite the video man um and i agree with you that we got to do more and so here at the ball hawk sports talk we are committing to do more we are going to have an official WNBA game game watch at some point i know of the three of us i'm the one that's always touting the WNBA as being good basketball but i gotta lead y'all the way i gotta lead y'all to the way and let you see that this is some good basketball uh WNBA commissioner's cup being on the the deuce on the dose uh on the deuce on the deuce versus uh young kids baseball being on espn one it, it, you ain't gotta say no more than that to show where our priorities are in this episode in a reclass of their own we gotta do better y'all because i mean women in sports they, they showing out man they straight up showing out and i love what i see when i watch uh both WNBA basketball and college women's basketball so i gotta lead more and more people over to the water make sure y'all drink baby there's some good sports over here come get this good basketball what else you got for us, ETP? Cool. Still think it should be three on three, but that's. Oh, no, he said, I <laughs> do whisper. not. I Say it with your not. chest. Say it with your chest. All right. The moving, moving of some along. of us do not. You can, <laughs> you can, you can email me, holla at me.com. <laughs> <laughs> so move, moving right along. So Zion, I don't know if you remember when he was at Duke, he was wearing some Kyrie Nikes and blew out his shoe, uh, dead, you know, injured his knee was out yeah. for a few games. They basically shut him down. And Nike flew out. They re-engineered his shoes. He's got his own signature shoe with Brand Jordan, and it was built specifically to have that ability. But then yesterday, again, at NBA Summer League, uh, a Lakers rookie, Shondri. Man, you uh, good call him a Lakers rookie. Rookie don't get no name recognition and mention yet. <laughs> He deserves it. He, he deserves it. He went through some trauma. Shondri Brown, they were playing the Knicks in the second quarter and literally blew out his shoe in a oh, Zion, that's my Zion one. 
That's my cousin. Yeah, my, yeah, that's my cousin. My cousin deserves some. That's my cousin, and he Haitian, of course. I know. I know, Ray. I know what's coming. <laughs> you had to bring it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he he blew out the shoe as well. Troy had to come out the game and everything. Ah, come on, man. If anything, Nike, you should have built that dog on shoe because it's got Zion's name on it. So it could never malfunction. It should have been like the black box and the dog on an airplane. It could never malfunction and be destroyed. I did, yeah, did he get hurt? I should, he did cause, not get hurt. He cause, call me, bro. Hurt. I know a good lawyer, cuz mess around. I mean, um, I, I hope it, I hope they he could say his bank account is hurting and Nike can tell him not to publicize that malfunction too heavy and get himself a sponsorship deal. Yeah, that's just Nike. Uh, it, you got to do better. If anything, a name with the Zion logo on it should not malfunction, considering. Because uh, that was the Duke, North Carolina game that happened, right? That's like the biggest game of the year when he blew out his shoes. It was a big game. Yeah. It was a big game. All right. What else you got for us, ETP? So, moving to tennis, uh, Coco Goff, who made it to the second round of 2021 National Bank Open uh, in Canada. She advances to the second round, but she struggled a bit. And when she was asked what was going on with her serve, she mentioned the that second she serve. prepared – her second serve. She had so mentioned she twisties, man. We gotta that she had a similar version of the twisties comparing herself to Simone Biles. And on the flip side, before you comment on that, Novak Djokovic, who you know clearly discredited everything uh, that Naomi Osaka was saying about mental health, has withdrawn from the Western and Southern Open in Cincinnati. Uh, and will not play again until the U.S. Open. He's citing that it is exhaustion and he needs to recover because he's been playing really hard. He just came back from the Olympics where he got had the twisties. That, that he got the twisties. The the he twisted his racket around the net <laughs> when he had a breakdown. So, <laughs> uh, I, he needs a built bar. It, he needs a built. <laughs> he needs a built bar. <laughs> No, he needs a hug. That's what he needs, <laughs> he needs a hug. Uh, but he's not going to get it here. I, I think karma is the essence of the story when it comes to Djokovic. Uh, when it comes to Coco Golf, I, I said this before. I said, is this going to be Pandora's box? Is it every time an athlete goes through the mental anguish of what it means to be an elite, superb athlete in, a, in, in, in certain situations – once in a generation type athlete, is this going to be the Pandora's box when that level of uh, pressure, when that height of a platform, when the international attention and the stage and the lights are brightest, which naturally is synonymous with people in those categories, is this going to be Pandora's box that everyone says that, you know, it's mental health and the twisties while being a real um, a real thing that's been in gymnastics forever, I, 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 I don't I, I struggle with it, man. I, I, that was the Simone Biles part of the story that I struggle with because absolutely mental health is real. Um, and it's something that you don't see like a a, 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 a torn ACL. So it's not for me to diagnose or question but at the same time I, I just didn't want this to be the beginning of everything being explained as mental health and and coco golf shout out to her and her abilities uh, but the second serve for any tennis star for any tennis player 
there's a, an, an, an increased amount of pressure on your second serve because if you mess that one up, then you're giving up a point. And so there's an increased amount of pressure. Are we going to start hearing from, you know, NBA players when they're, you know, the game is on the line when they're shooting a free throw or, you know, it's a, a technical foul to, to and they're the only one on the line. That's a part of the, the, the nature of the beast, of the sport, of the profile, of being that in that in that role. Um, so, I, I, again, I'm not trained. I ain't go to school for it. And mental health is something that you can't see like a like a bruise on an elbow. But that was my challenge the entire time with Simone Biles and the story is that I thought people were going to hang their hat on it as an explanation for what is just a part of the sport, a part of our everyday the pressures of yeah, of inability to deal with pressure. And if yeah. that pressure builds even more, you know, I don't know if that's mental health or it's just, you didn't really respond to the pressure that well in that moment. And I, and I put it on myself and I talked about like, after I drop a pass, the next pass is harder to catch, especially mm -hmm. if it's crossed the middle, especially if it's raining. Um, that wasn't mental health for me. It was just a part of the nature of the beast. So that was my challenge the entire time, the Simone Biles story. And, I, and, and I'm not questioning whether or not she had mental health issues. I'm not questioning whether or not Twisties is real. I was just I was just hoping that it didn't become Pandora's box and that everyone uses it as the explanation um, for things that didn't go right within their sport. This wasn't yeah. even supposed to be about this. This is producer's cut. This is stuff we weren't supposed to be really talking about, but just mentioning. But but yeah. sorry, I had to say it. I had to say it. We go got ahead. time today. <laughs> time today. So, yeah, no, I mean, a good segue to close it out. But, you know, baseball has ironically has been the pioneer of this. They've talked about mental health in a way that we didn't never really acknowledge. And that's the idea of the slump, right? That's yeah. That's been something that's for decades, you know, baseball players going through their slumps, no different, right? It's a, it's a mental, it's a mental access point versus anything physical and people just having second guessing and, and not being able to deal with the pressure. But to your point, I think it just, that's part of the game. It's not necessarily something that we need to talk about, but on that note, in the spirit of walk-offs, we'll walk off with this last one. We oh. talked about it a little bit, but in the spirit of big flows, medium, White Sox jersey, uh, you know, the Field of Dreams. This thing was in the making for, I think, two years. They built a stadium in Iowa in a cornfield, re-enacted the Field of Dreams film. With Why not in Compton? Why y'all ain't build the cornfield in Compton or or the inner city Iowa or, or East St. Louis? <laughs> but go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's hey. feeling I, I well, first we got to grow some corn in Compton. Let that I happen. Iowa. I don't think black folk are <laughs> Iowa. Folk. So, well, a black uh, a black folk actually hit a walk off home run, bottom of the ninth. Tim Anderson, nine to eight, first pitch, sent it into the cornfield and ended the game. Fireworks went off, and just just a really good way from a marketing standpoint for the the major league baseball to, to try to bring some interest and excitement back 8,000 people, you know, they're used to playing in front of 30, 40, 50,000. So it was really intimate in the middle of a cornfield. I think there was a corn yeah. maze just next door. So just, uh, as, as Tim Anderson walked off, we'll walk off on that note. Anything else you, you guys want to add? Quick question. Um, 
about this whole Field the Dream thing. Do you think Generation Z, have they even seen the movie? I don't know if everyone got the reference. No. So even the 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 player, Tim Anderson, who hit the walk-off home run, had never seen the movie. Wow. And they weren't, I, I can't imagine. I would imagine you would, you put all, made all that investment, at least require the players to watch the movie. Watch the movie. All right, we'll end there. Thank you, ETP, for the producer's cut. Uh, Y'all know how uh, we do it with the crew. We'll go out with this. We started the segment off explaining what we mean with the title in a reclass of their own. And I told you about the invitations of Martha Vineyard uh, and the invitations to join Jack and Jill and uh, the decisions that I've made, fortunately, and the blessings that have been bestowed upon me have given me opportunities that others, my parents, grandparents did not have. Sports has done that for a lot of young people, generations worth of young people. That's why here at the Ballhawk Sports Talk, it's sports business and entertainment and they collide. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, please comment, please share. Tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know. In a reclass of their own episode has been fun to deliver. Hopefully you enjoyed it and we'll share with others. It's the Ballhawk Sports Talk with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ballhawk, a.k.a. the Mouth of South, a.k.a. Mr. Excessive Celebration. You know who we had, ETP, Ellis, the producer, and the Big Flow Show in the building. We is out.